Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. So, Lino, would you, would you love one day if you didn't have to plug your phone into a pesky phone charger or put it into a wireless charging pad um, and, and just let your phone charge... From the very air that it's in, just uh, just uh, from from the air, air charging. What what do you think about that? That that is unbelievable and so science fiction. But I I can I can I I would totally agree to do that. Yeah, would be awesome. Imagine Lino, if uh, and this is still a way away for all of us. But imagine you had an electric car, and uh, because it, here in Victoria, so someone uh, there was a a family member, an extended family member who came to us from Sydney, who came to visit us from Sydney, and he came with um with his uh fiance, or soon to be her fiance, we hope anyway. But um, yeah, oof. family gossip. No, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, but for their holiday to Victoria, they hired a Tesla, right? They, so they, he, uh, he left right out, so drove to Victoria yeah, right. in an electric car. Yeah, and he said. Um, and, you know, he was talking about the differences, you know, between it and a normal car. And he said, we concluded it's basically a giant iPhone on wheels, right? This car is packed with technology. It's like impressive, whatever. Yeah. But he said, but in Victoria, we don't have right now a large number of charging, you know, like ch- places where people can charge Not their cars. Not yet. No. Yeah. So you would have to travel 30 minutes from anywhere you were in Victoria to find a charging place, right? Which yeah. Was a nuisance. So imagine, Lino. Imagine your car could charge just by sitting in the driveway, just from the thin air around it that would just charge it oh overnight. Me. You know, in fact, not even overnight, just wherever it was at work or, or wherever it was. Oh, yeah. wow. Just imagine any wireless device that requires charging, like just about everything we own now. Imagine it just charging from the thin air that, that's around it. That um, is... I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just imagine it's, your laptop, think, you know, it's just charging. Yeah. It is charging. Mm. Yep. No plugs, no Whoa. no no pads to sit it on, no no nothing. Just just like that. Yeah. Well, t- yeah, today's science topic um is a interesting article that came up in the conversation. This was shared on Discord and I'd read it separately and this was also um a request uh, from John Fazito, who uh, who mentioned it as well, said you should talk about this. So we're going to talk about it today. Uh, finally, it took a while. Um, the conversation that this was the article: electricity from thin air. An enzyme from bacteria can extract energy from hydrogen in the atmosphere. And so, what the uh, hope is, and there again with all this science, this is still far away. Uh, what the hope is is that uh, eventually small devices might be able to be powered just from the thin air around it, right? You know, charged out of thin air. So um, this is a, a joint article. It's a summary of a, a larger, more technical paper, which is linked in the article as well, um, by Chris Greening, who's a professor of microbiology at Monash University, Ashley Kropp, who's a PhD student in biomedicine uh, from Biomedicine Discovery Institute, uh, Monash University, and Reese Grittner, Grinter, sorry, lab head, Biomedicine Discovery Institute, Monash University. So uh, these are the three who wrote this article. So you'll hear it when, when I read certain parts of it, you hear them say, we did this, we did that. So um, 
just a couple of points in this article. It may sound surprising, but when times are tough and there is no other food available, some soil bacteria can consume traces of hydrogen in the air as an energy source. In fact, bacteria remove a staggering 70 million tons of hydrogen yearly Goodness me. from the atmosphere. There you go. Whoa. This is a process uh, that literally shapes the composition of the air that we breathe. So it says here, they, uh, they isolated an enzyme that enables some bacteria to consume hydrogen and extract energy from it. And they found that it can produce an electric current directly when exposed even to minute um, amounts of hydrogen. So essentially, they've, uh, they've found that bacteria, when they don't have a food source, they extract hydrogen from the air and they, they feed on that. And the enzyme in the bacteria uh, converts, can convert hydrogen into electricity. And this is where the idea of air charging has, has come from. So got, um, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of hype when this little, you know, um, discovery was released. Wow. Uh, so here is, um, yeah, here's the science of it. So uh, this was uh, prompted by, a by this discovery. It says, we analyzed the genetic code of a soil bacterium called Mycobacterium smegmatis, which consumes hydrogen from the air. Written into these genes is a blueprint for producing the molecular machine responsible for consuming hydrogen and converting it into energy for the bacterium. This machine is called hydrogenase, and we named it HUC for short. So I'm going to use the word, I'm going to use HUC as well, which makes it a little bit easier. So uh, HUC is the enzyme which, uh, which uh, turns hydrogen into energy or electricity. So hydrogen is the simplest uh, molecule. It's made of two positively charged protons held together by a bond formed by two negatively charged electrons. HUC breaks this bond, the protons part ways, and the electrons are released. The, um, in the bacteria, these free electrons then flow into a complex circuit called the electron transport change, chain sorry, and are harnessed to provide a, the cell with energy. The flowing electrons are what electricity is made of, which means Huck directly converts hydrogen into an electrical current. Now, wow. hydrogen... Yeah, so this yeah. is pretty yeah, fascinating stuff, right? I mean, we were talking about melting robots a few weeks ago, and now we got this, right? This is really cool. Self-helium yeah. cement, and now... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We are going up and up with these topics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, hydrogen represents only, get this, 0.00005% of the atmosphere. Consuming this gas, yeah, um, at these low concentrations is a formidable challenge, which no known catalyst can achieve. Furthermore, oxygen, which is abundant in the atmosphere, poisons the activity of most hydrogen-consuming catalysts. So what they had to do then was isolate the enzyme that allows bacteria to live on air. So they wanted to um, know how HUC overcomes the challenges, um, and so they set out to isolate it. So the process for doing this was very complicated. It's, they say, we first modified the genes in M. smegmatis to allow the bacteria to make the enzyme. In doing this, we added a specific chemical sequence to HUC, which allowed us to isolate it from M. smegmatis cells. So we're talking about getting an enzyme out of a cell. So this is really, really complex stuff. Oh, yeah. it is, yeah. So getting a good look at HUC wasn't easy, it says. It, it actually took several years and quite a few experimental dead ends before they were able to get a high-quality sample of, the, um, of this enzyme. However, the hard work was worth it as HUC we eventually produced is very stable. So it can withstand temperatures of 80 degrees Celsius down to minus 80 degrees Celsius 
without activity loss. So that's really good news because that means it can operate in pretty extreme environments, right? Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when they isolated it, they set about studying it in earnest and they dis- uh, to discover what it was actually capable of. How can it turn the hydrogen in the air into sustainable into a sustainable source of electricity? What they found remarkably um, is that even when isolated from the bacteria, Huck can consume hydrogen at concentrations far lower than the tiny traces in the air. In fact, Huck still consumes, it says, whiffs of hydrogen too faint to be detected by the gas instruments they had in the lab. So it could the hydrogen that was uh, too difficult to detect, impossible to detect, Huck was consuming that too. So they found it's um, entirely uninhibited by oxygen, a property not seen in other hydrogen-consuming catalysts. So this is a pretty sturdy, um, a pretty hardy little enzyme, this one. So to assess its ability to convert hydrogen into electricity, we use a technique called electrochemistry. This showed Huck can convert minute concentrations of hydrogen in the air directly into electricity, which can power an electrical circuit. This is a remarkable and unprecedented achievement for a hydrogen-consuming catalyst. So then it says we use several cutting-edge methods to study how Huck does this at the molecular level. These included microscopy or um, cryogenic electron microscopy and spectroscopy to determine its atomic structure and electrical pathways, pushing boundaries to produce the most highly resolved enzyme structure yet reported by this method. So this is, a again, a really uh, amazing, you know, level of depth that they've gone into to study it and there's an image here but it's an artist rendering of what huck consuming hydrogen from the air looks like so you you'll want to check that out from the article because the image itself is out of this world the artist the artist impression yep so um what they said now what could it do what's the application so obviously like all research it's early days except for roman concrete that one's not early days that's getting better however (laughs) um, yeah yeah but uh what could this do in the in the world of tomorrow once they overcome the technical challenges um, to release the, um, the potential of Huck, uh, what they said is, firstly, one challenge is they need to significantly increase the scale of Huck production, uh, production of this enzyme. In a lab, they grow, they grow the enzyme in milligram quantities, but they want to scale milligrams. this up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to get this up to grams and ultimately, and this would be amazing, kilograms. So you imagine just kilograms of this enzyme of Huck, you know, suspended in a liquid or wherever it might be. Um, However, our work demonstrates that Huck functions like a natural battery, producing a sustained electrical current from air or added hydrogen. So as a result, it has a considerable potential in developing small, sustainable air-powered devices as as an alternative to solar power. The amount of energy provided by hydrogen in the air would be small, but likely sufficient to power, for example, a biometric monitor, a clock, an LED globe, or a simple computer. With more hydrogen, Huck produces more electricity and could potentially power larger devices. So I know I was joking about the Tesla and the laptop and the phone, but those are far away. But um, but smaller devices, this is entirely conceivable. Like, Can you imagine all of the globes in your house, all the light globes being powered by the air around them? I mean, that would oh, be pretty wow. cool, right? Um, oh, or the yeah, clock on your yeah. wall, you know, or just some simple, you know, other simpler devices. It says simple computers. So imagine the computer that um, that uh, is in your, uh, you know, in the panel that controls your heating, for example, you know, so simple things oh, like that. Oh, okay. You know, okay. So okay, imagine yeah, simple yeah, computers yeah. like that being powered by the, the very air around them. Uh, so, wow. And then hopefully what they say is that if this can be achieved, they can scale it up to much larger devices. So your laptop, your phone. I mean, I can imagine... 
I can imagine phone companies jumping over over each other to try and get their hands on this technology if it works, right? Another application would be the development of Huck-based bioelectric sensors for detecting hydrogen, which could be incredibly sensitive. So uh, before we talked about how current sensors can detect hydrogen, but uh, but not very, very minute traces. So um, a, a Huck-based sensor could actually detect even the smallest amounts of hydrogen. Uh, it could be invaluable for detecting leaks in the infrastructure of our burgeoning hydrogen economy or in a medical setting. So they conclude by saying, in short, this research shows how a fundamental discovery about how bacteria in soils feed themselves can lead to a reimagining of the chemistry of life itself. Ultimately, it may also lead to the development of technologies of the future. Where's this leave you feeling, Lino? This is crazy. I, yeah, I'm speechless because um, I think we've been hearing about hydro... Um, Studies happening. Um, yes, we've you've you've heard about the hydroelectric car. Yeah, that, so hydro, the, yeah, the, hydrogen the, powered cars. Uh, hydrogen yeah, other, car, is, yeah. is that this almost the same thing? I, for, for Caroline, I have well, a uh, similar concept. Yeah, similar concept. Concept. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, and um, I was looking at an article and watching a YouTube um thing. Of, uh, this is legit. So yeah, some yeah. guy just blurring about thing, and he was saying that yeah, we it is possible to do it. It's like it's just the the cost side of it, the cost side of it. Um, building the thing, and this will I'm afraid it will be the same. But I think the, the technology is coming forward and it's doing. It will be unbelievable. I have a feeling. I have a feeling will be it will be here by the time we. <laughs> it is says maybe where 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 we're retired. But hey, hey, why not? Or and we'll up, be in our eighties driving our hydrogen powered Teslas, you know, Teslas, <laughs> yeah. and 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 charging our um. Our devices within the air, well, and the little, that little light, that little light bulb in the top of your car that switches on when the door opens, that would be powered by the air around it. Yeah, <laughs> air powered, <laughs> tiny I'm little just globe. Going, wow, this is incredible. This is this is technology going forward, um, and and hopefully, Lindsay, am I saying it right? It's it's going to help the environment. You know, we I think maybe soon enough we'll be moving away from. Um, Am I saying it right? Fossil fuels. Fossil fuels. Um, yeah, yeah. In a sense, and then reimagining and bring a bit more environmental stuff going on. Yeah, I think our our dependence on fossil fuels will be around for decades for sure. It will be. Uh, however, it will the, be yeah, because the, um, it has to. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. The, mm. the difficulty with fossil fuels, and you know, thank God they've gotten us this far, but they are a finite resource, and this is the issue, right? That um that because they're finite, they will eventually run out. So um so that that rollout of other technologies to complement, you know, supplements, complements, add to, and hopefully eventually replace the fossil fuels, um, you know, is now who knows how far away that is, but it is an important goal because, uh, you know, all these things have to be dug out of the ground, you know, or drilled out of the ocean. And that's, you know, there's obviously an environmental cost there as well. That's um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we do hope over time that we'll be able to have a, you know, these other fantastic technologies, which will unlock other other sources of energy that will make it easier for us to to exist without you know damaging the planet. Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science. And find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash Oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, The Secrets of Star Wars. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Wars.